0: Hello and welcome to my second six-day compilation series of silence each day over the next six days I'm bringing you the best of some 13 hours of raw honesty and vulnerability that happens on this show silence is a weekly podcast and conversation between women in science technology engineering and mathematics or stem all of my guests are highly accomplished females but most importantly they're human just like the rest of us I deliberately keep their identity secret so that they have real freedom to share their experiences, wisdom and hope about surviving and thriving in what often feels like a very male-dominated world. So whatever it is you do with your own life, if you ever feel like you don't fit in or that you're in a minority in some way, you may find some inspiration here. Trust me, I was one of very few women in mechanical engineering for a number of years. I know the feeling. Have a listen to this collection of sound bites from some amazing trailblazers, and you might, just as I always do, get motivated to be the best version of yourself. Enjoy! I think because my father, um, I mean, he was a
1: great champion for education, and he used to always say, read outside of your subjects. So my father very much inc- encouraged us to read outside of our subjects and learn. So my father himself, you know, used to. I mean, he loved learning so much that he learned how to speak Farsi so he can understand Persian poetry because he wasn't satisfied with the translations. And, you know, that was the sort of person he was.
2: But you have to own that word failure and define it for yourself. So if you let other people define what success looks like, then they can continue to move the goalposts and you will forever be chasing it. And this is what I learned through that process you know, I define what success is or where that goalpost is for me. And it might be that I failed at the larger task, but there were a few wins or a few behavioral changes that I was trying to make in myself that I saw evident in that attempt. And that's great. That's an incremental movement towards the ultimate goal. Um, so, you know, another million years through the evolutionary process, we'll get to where we were going. <laughs>
1: And it, and it's not fair on them because uh, my friends, you know, my my female relatives, they are in the 99%. And when they look at me and they say, well, actually, you're doing it, I should do it too. I think it's really unfair because I've been wired. My My nature and nurture has brought me to the position that I can do it. But even when I can do it, I can just about cope and I'm wobbly often and I have, you know, day to day struggles on it. And I think, my God, if I'm that one percent and I can do it, and I can barely do it and I and I sort of drop the ball constantly, it's unfair to tell the ninety nine percent of women out there that, you know, they can do it too.
3: And we learn through stories. You know, the world has evolved through the sharing of stories. And that's I think one of the things that's impacted females' ability to achieve is there haven't been a lot of female stories for us to look at.
1: I mean, I've had A lot of privilege in my life through role models, you know, through um, education and through my natural inclination to work and, you know, and curious and a bit of luck. And, you know, and also I'm lucky that the husband that I have, you know, he doesn't work. He sort of manages a you know his sort of inherited portfolio of properties, so therefore he's not pressurized. so therefore, when I come home and I'm in a bad mood, he's not equally in a bad mood from his bad day at work, and, and we, then we don't kick off. so you know I look at other households, and both parents are working, so they're both bringing stresses. i'm in a household where only one fundamentally has the pressure, which means that when I come home. He's quite relaxed. It also means that he does forget He's e fair share of domestic stuff. He does more than I do. I also have a mother-in-law living with me, um, which I've just put up with just purely because I know that she was, she's there to help in looking up with um, you know, with my daughter and running the houses. So I've sorted things out a bit by chance, a bit by luck, a bit by plan to enable me to, quote, unquote, have it all. Plus, I've got the na- nature and nurture for it but I really am in a tiny minority of women and the majority of them should not be pushed to you know to aspire to have have it all when actually their nature nurture the nature of their marriage does not allow them to and it just
3: makes them feel awful i think it's i think for me um i will never feel like i have it all uh because i'm never completely satisfied once i've on something and I've achieved something I look at the next thing to achieve
4: it, there's just a lot of sexism in general I mean the stuff that makes me really angry today I think is this like I I still oftentimes
5: get talked down to even though I'm definitely an expert in my field at this point and the funny thing is that you know up until almost through junior high and everything I was in a in a co-ed school, so boys and girls. And then I went into a a, a school that was all-girl. And that, to me, was, was an adjustment. It was hard. I was not used to having only girls. And I feel that... I mean, there's people who do this for different reasons, and they say it's sometimes better for girls to be in an all-girls school, but I was miserable. And be curious about yourself, too. I think, you know, being a little... An observer of yourself is a really good thing. And observe yourself scientifically, not as much as you can. We can do it. We, we all have filters. But try to see that truth. At least you can own it to yourself. If you can't even tell it to the world, you know, some things. Okay, maybe this is my dark side. or And then own it. And then things become clear. And it's really beautiful when you're able to do even that a little bit. You feel so... I don't know, in harmony, I guess. And people sense it. And um, I think that there, there are a lot of
6: compromises to be had in life. And and I think that um, there is no doubt that having had a family, I have made compromises in my career. Um, and and uh, I think that, uh, but nonetheless, I have been very successful in what I've done and what I've chosen to do. So and with a lot of support from those around me i think it you know it can be done but uh, but for someone i mean who tells a man they can't have children you know it's it's that 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 really and that you know that that really upset me i think i think
2: having it all means being in control of my own time and being able to love and support the people that i care about in a complete way so success for me professionally means I wake up in the morning and I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. And I know that sounds like crazy, hippie nonsense, but if if you actually enjoy the work or the work that you're doing is in service of something larger, like you're working on a human health indication, you should enjoy doing that. That is a good thing. That is the good work. And maybe you won't like some of the tasks that are on your to-do list, but ultimately You are doing the work that you want to do, and so you don't feel like you're giving your time away. You are spending it wisely.
1: And I remember growing up and being very aware that people from the South Asian community,
3: um, you know, were very much conditioned to conform. I think we also need to focus on older females who... May not have done it their entire life but want to get into it because the skills that they bring, if they've had an entire career in the arts or in, um, you know, English or caring roles, they bring a whole different set of uh, ideas to STEM that could be incredibly valuable. Yeah, or remembering that it does take practice
7: to be very good at something. You know, we're born and we're naturally gifted in certain things um, and that it's hard to be. Good at things that you have to practice in, but practice does make you better. And I think as a kid, you kind of know this. I mean, I learned it through playing piano. I remember being really bad at piano, and then I was very good at piano because all I did was play piano for like five hours a day.
1: Yeah. Um. Actually, what happened is I I actually uh, didn't have a good relationship with my parents, and so I stopped um so i didn't have any financial support which is actually why i left university after my second year to make money because i just ran out of money i had nothing and um and then i set up this business because i was actually doing the business on the side whilst i was in my second year and i was and i was getting so much um so many clients that i couldn't cope working and studying and that's why i thought i'd take a year off earn the money and go back um but i didn't have a security net and i think that's probably why um I was so driven because I didn't have that security net and then um, I think ironically I achieved a lot in my life when I didn't have the security net and then as soon as I got married to a wealthy man I feel that my I have achieved less because I now have a security net.
7: Do not let one bad grade derail you from what you Want to pursue? Um, there is a way, you know. You you can learn to study in better ways, and and uh, and just be being persistent. I think is is one of the most important things to
1: have. Age is not a barrier to business, and um, and then also bearing in mind that my mother set up her own business in Pakistan when she was eighteen um my father set up a string of businesses and i grew up in a very entrepreneurial environment so for me i had all the role models in place um and you know and and i observed my parents growing up and so therefore i didn't have that fear that often cripples people who perhaps haven't been brought up with entrepreneurs because for me it was like you know making a cup of tea i've i've watched my parents do it For you know, all my life,
4: and I was oftentimes on construction sites, and that was a horrible experience for the most part because most of those foremen are—they're pretty sexist, right? It's like you go into the office to have a meeting with someone about the project you're working on, and there's a calendar on the wall, and it has it has you know a 75% naked woman laying back on a motorcycle, you know, or or an actual naked woman, and you're kind of like sitting in these meetings in really uncomfortable situations. And in those situations, I found, even though I didn't like this and I, I didn't really recognize the feeling at the time, but I found very much um, that I would acquiesce to those men because they didn't – there's like a lack of respect, right? And also I was young at that time, so it, it's the combination of both of those things. But So oftentimes in those situations it would be like, wait, what do you think is the right thing? So I would ne- – I, I it took me a long time to actually – To actually express expertise, I guess I would say, that, you know, and there is an expertise that comes with age. But a lot of times, you know, in in fabrication, and this is a really male dominated industry, architecture and materials and and industrial fabrication. um, But this actual tribe
1: that we came from, you know, was very, very you know, sort of gender equality in terms of education. But of course, you know, as soon as marriage and kids came along, it was a different story and the emphasis was on the woman to run everything. But up until sort of, you know, their equivalent of A-levels and, you know, degree, they wanted the women educated. It was was a sort of a source of status for the family.
8: I admit that because of how I grew up with being bullied and not being well-liked, I'm not afraid to say what I think, but I'm very self-conscious about how I put forth opinion because I don't want it to create conflict either. So I don't know how good I am in these conversations, or maybe my strategy is different to other people's. It's also something I've wondered about, but I also have found myself in a position where I'm a lot more confident about speaking up or perhaps mentioning that I've noticed certain patterns of behaviour if I do think they could be coming down to a perceptual bias rather than one that's actually there.
1: I think it's so fake. Um, I think it's really setting women up to fail. And um, and I've got a real issue with society and how it conditions women um, in Western, Eastern societies. Um, you know, my issue with having it all is it gives a message to women that it's normal for a woman to flourish working and being successful and having a career and a marriage and raising children. And the fact is, if you're going to do that, you basically lose your sense of self.
2: You know, I think the really exciting thing for me about studying the brain is that the more you learn about the brain, the more you're learning about yourself. And I think a lot, mostly humans are naturally sort of selfish. So, you know, if you're learning about yourself, it doesn't seem so difficult or you don't seem so removed from the subject matter. I really enjoyed learning about the mechanics and the systems and how they fit together and Um, the chemistry that sort of controlled the processes that make up me. It It was all kind of philosophical and existential and I really enjoyed it. I think that was one of the reasons I chose to go into biology and then eventually into neuroscience was of all of the textbooks that I had when I was a kid, I would read my biology book for fun. Like it wasn't really homework. I would read the chapter and then I would keep reading because it was interesting And I sort of paid attention to that. And I was like, okay, so this is something I should pursue.
9: Well, once I could look at it from a certain point of view, I could see it as, okay, I would not want anyone, any child to go through those life experiences. But, you know, that is my journey. And it actually has laid a foundation for some of my strongest attributes, right? Which is a tenacity and um, also just kind of a fierceness to want to, um, survive, you know? And, uh, um, and I think, uh, maybe men have that a little more easily accessible to them just on the way that they're, you know, raised from being boys to toughen up and, and act as if, and, and uh, deal with failure a little more. Um, I'm not saying it's right, but it might prepare them better for these environments, or at least they bring that into these environments, you know? So. um, And I think everybody has to
6: find their own path. I don't think there is a standard path, and I think that's the difficulty. I think people have a standard path that they feel that academics should follow, and when they judge people, they judge them against the standard path. But I don't think that is always the case. So I think um, it's kind of almost a random walk. Um, and I think that people have different ways of, of doing things, different ways of coping. Some, um, some, some people, some of my younger students, female students, left, left academia because they, they, wanted, they, they wanted to have family or they wanted to choose a different career, you know. So and that's equally valid.
1: He's basically been trained by his mum to think like that. Um, so women are also part of the problem and um and then they you know they end up then having to put their needs below their below the man that they're with and if they don't the man will walk out and go somewhere else and there'll be other women willing to to you know play second fiddle and um and then that's not the end of it then the kids come along Mm -hmm. they want to put their needs so all of a sudden you have a hierarchy where you've got the kids needs then you've got the man's needs and then right at the bottom is your needs but surprise surprise there's no time and energy left for your needs so you end up working like a zombie for 10 years 15 years your kids grow up they then find their own way your husband or your guy probably ends up leaving you because you've become a bit boring because you're obsessed with kids and and, um and then you end up middle age midlife crisis can't get back to work properly on the same level that you were before i mean you know at my age i'm seeing women i see women going into the tunnel i see women walking through that tunnel and i see them coming out of the tunnel where they've hit their late 40s their guys left them the kids have gone to university they've got empty nest syndrome and um and they are financially have to downsize because the guys left them for some woman i mean i see it time and time and time again and i'm like oh my god um and so i just figured out a plan i just thought right i'm not going to marry a man who's going to put his knees above mine i'm going to marry a man who um, is an equal partner i'm going to marry a man who's got a very strong mother because then he knows how to that he knows how you know women can be strong in those positions. Um, I'm going to make sure that I'm financially independent. I'm going to keep my career running the entire time. I'm going to make sure that he steps up and does at least half, if not more, um, in the house as well as the kid. And um, and I'm going to make sure that I build my career and my sense of self so that I don't come out of that tunnel you know, after my kids are grown up completely alone and
4: vulnerable. I see my daughter actually, she's nine, and I already see it from the media that she watches i already see her like apologizing for her actions in a way and and that's something i do too like oftentimes i'll be like i'm oh, sorry that sorry i did that i catch myself saying sorry all the time I'm like oh gosh like stop apologizing for just being a human being
5: one day it struck me somebody told me this and i said be kind to yourself and then i started doing that a little bit more actively you have to do it actively it doesn't just happen one fine day that you know you get all this confidence no you have to work at it
3: yeah and it is work isn't it
5: it is it is it's a constant being your own therapist your own cheerleader and in fact one day I even wrote it down on my you know I have a little scrapbook that I scribble notes on when I'm upset or something and long back a few years ago I wrote it down like I am my own cheerleader who cares if nobody else cheers me? I will cheer myself. So I've had like bad years where I didn't really grow or do anything. I just hid. And, you know, I'm so glad that I got out of that. I don't know. it's it, But it, it takes time and you got to do it. We are so good to our friends or to our kids or, you know, you'll nurture them. But we don't take that advice and apply it to our inner self.
2: Know why you're there. And be confident in that, whether that means why you're in academia or why you're walking down the street, what you have to do and what you have to add and to offer. And that might be the ways that you plan to learn and grow. But know why you're there.
3: That's really important. At the moment, females who go into management are being I say judge, but I don't mean it in a in a critical way. I just mean as a you know assessed is probably better. Um, are being assessed against a model of the way men do management, and I think, uh, and you know it is. It's a massive generalisation, and and you're always going to have a spectrum. Um, but I feel like a lot of females do it differently, and and you just have to look at some examples of you know the New Zealand Prime Minister, for example, um. know, that's an example of of a way that females would do things differently. There's no right or wrong, it's just different. Whereas I feel like we've had this very homogenous view of what management looks like because it has been predominantly white men in their 50s and 60s um, and there's lots of variation within that. Whereas when you see a female in management They're judged against that, but also they're judged to represent all women, which I which I always find frustrating. We had a female prime minister, and everyone went, "Well, because I don't like her, I therefore don't like women in the prime ministerial role." Whereas, I know lots of male prime ministers that I don't particularly like, but I don't then go, "Well, therefore, no men would ever make a good exactly." And I I think that happens a lot with females in management. We're seen to, and in fact, in any sort of you know, role where there's not a lot, we're saying to represent all women. And because there are so few, you don't actually get to see the diversity that exists.
2: Absolutely. And it's about permission too, giving yourself permission just to stand up and have an opinion that's not going to be popular.
5: Yeah, I do like the stillness. And like I told you, like even in a noisy, you know, crowded customer environment, yeah, I want to get out and just sit somewhere quietly. And I found a little, and it's funny because I do this, I'm odd. I found a little space between a pillar and a ledge and I just sat there. And somebody walked by and looked at me like, who's this strange person? And What is she doing here? But it's 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 okay. And I'm like, you know, just own it. Yeah, I'm strange. Yeah. But it doesn't matter.
6: And seek help. And don't be afraid to seek help from people and support. People are more than happy to support you they you know but you need to seek them out i i um, did go on quite a few what's called development courses uh, there was something called springboard which is Uh, a women's development course. I think they have something called Navigator, which is for men as well. Uh, But that was quite crucial to me, actually, at at a point in my life, because what you do there is you work through where your strengths and weaknesses are, where you see yourself in 10 years' time, what your support networks are. You work through quite a lot of those um, concepts and ideas about um, development and support. And although... Quite a few people regard these courses as waste of time or rubbish, actually. um, I found it very useful. I found it very useful to reflect on where I was, who I was, where I would like to go. You know, I wouldn't necessarily get there, but where I would like to go if I got the opportunity. And, you know, what my strengths and weaknesses were and what my my, uh, network supports were. I think it's
1: because, you know, I don't think we're born equal. I think that some people have the ability to work harder, to be able to think smarter, to be able to manage stress. Some people have health problems, some people don't, some people, you know, it's mental or physical. So I think with that in mind, I've managed to, you know, to be able on the outside to have, you know, to have it all. But on the inside, it's really tough and I struggle day to day. However, I am quite, you know, extreme in my ability to work hard, think smart, um, and I've had all of the privileges of being brought up in a family where I've had all the role models.
2: I think that it's always a work in progress. I've certainly gotten better at recognising in real time and being able to speak up and say, hey, actually, that's offensive. Um but I don't always do it. It's always a judgment call. Um, I hold my tongue more than I should. Um, but it's also really surprising to me, the things that people think are okay to say and do. And like, I was on a business trip with one of my bosses recently, and he like was watching this offensive video that he felt the need to show me. And I was like, I'm on a business trip with you. And I don't need to be seeing video with this type of content on it um while sitting next to you on a plane. This is now incredibly uncomfortable for four hours.
7: One thing I know about myself is that I'm really persistent and that i will uh I will work on something until i until I get to it and it might take me all night but i'll I'll get there um so i, I think that I don't want to make it seem like everything came easy to me because it really didn't um and and um I one of the reasons that I and we'll probably get to this, but one of the reasons that I sort of switched fields was because I was um feeling like I had more to offer um in in giving back to younger scientists and um and inspiring the next generation. I felt like I'd kind of done what I wanted to do with my own science.
4: I've always been a confident person um, i I think in some way it's something that I'm born with, right? Like I, I practiced. I I always played sports. I played team sports. I was never the best at. I was never the best at anything, but I was always good. And I'm a good team player. And I I really like being part of a team. And I think that when I went to explore new things, that people responded to that positivity. I would say.
5: I mean. And I had a manager who 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 did this, where you know sometimes when women we are frustrated, the tears come out. It's mm. not a sign of weakness, but it's just it is what it is.
2: Kind of caring. yeah,
5: and one of my senior managers, yeah, she was I mean, she, when she left and went to a different company, and she said she was going to have a heated discussion with her bosses. And she kind of explained to them beforehand that, hey, sometimes when I'm frustrated, The tears will come. It doesn't mean I'm, you know, weeping because of, you know, sad or whatever. So she kind of owned it, and I thought that was so powerful for a senior manager to go in and say, "Hey, if I cry, this is why I cry." Wow. And yeah, I can't bring myself to see myself doing that because most of us, what we, what do we do? We go run into the bathroom and cry. And to be that person. And to say yeah i'm I am an engineer, but I'm also emotional, and the two are not mutually exclusive, right?
6: I think that I've had a really good a really good and enjoyable career life. I've loved what I'm working on, I'm passionate about the sun and solar science. I've been very, very lucky, I've had good friends, and I've got a wonderful family but it's not been without its difficulties and you know there are scratches and marks and you know wounds and um, I think that um, I I think that it's uh, you know I I I I wouldn't have done anything any different at any time um, and I think that um, you know the idea of regret or the idea of changing things is is doesn't make any sense you know you, you take a path you take. Maybe it works out. Maybe it doesn't, um, and uh, that's the way it is. You know, you 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 look to now in the future. You, there's no good. You can. I mean, I I have been lucky that, as I say, I've been very happy in what I've done. So yes, in some ways, I have had a career. But you know, I'm not perhaps quite as eminent. Although you may feel I'm very eminent, I'm perhaps not quite as eminent as some of my peers. And you know, had I had. For example, more mobility. I think one of the biggest challenges facing a couple is finding uh, positions, you know, whatever career they're in, finding those positions in the same location to start off with. Uh, my husband and I always decided that we would live in the same place. We wouldn't live hundreds of miles apart. And when you have a family, that would be that's difficult to do anyway. Um, so that was a decision we made. We were going to be together. We were going to be together, um, and of course that's had knock-on effects. That I haven't necessarily had the mobility to take up opportunities when they've arisen elsewhere. But I I don't regret that. As I say, those were choices we made. Those were compromises we decided to make. Uh, but the, but I have to say there is no doubt that in in certain circumstances there are compromises, and I you know can't deny that. I can't just selfishly do whatever I want to whenever I want to that's not the choice I've made I shouldn't call it selfish because that's you know that's a choice people make that's you know that's their choice I shouldn't be shouldn't use critical words of them because I think that that's their choice Uh, that's not the choice that I made
0: that's all for today please do subscribe rate and review the show I'd love to have your feedback thanks for listening and catch you tomorrow for more from the best of Silence.